So it's another great one to keep on our bedside table if we're waking in the middle of the night. So if you have a chewable version, it'll be in your system within 15 to 20 minutes and help you get right back to sleep. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Welcome, everyone. This is a Mind Estate episode of The Right Club Podcast. I'm Laurel Simmons, and my co-host today is Sarah Larby. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Laurel. How are you? I'm doing great. So we have a really interesting guest today. We've had her before, right? Colleen McQuarrie, who is a naturopathic doctor. She was on, I don't know, several months ago. And we thought it would be kind of nice to bring her back to talk to people about, or to talk to us about stress and dealing with stress and all the, dealing with all the chaotic things that are going on in our lives right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the things I would say is if you are thinking, you know, you're going to learn something about real estate, you're not going to learn anything about real estate. If you want to learn about real estate, this is not the podcast for you. However, this is going to be a great podcast if you want to know how to deal with stress because of all of the moving parts as an investor, as a parent, as a, an employee or an employer. And it just gives you some good tools and tips for learning how to cope learning how to you know, make your life more fun. Because ultimately what I will say is what, as a real estate investor, you're not doing this and I'm not doing this for the bricks and mortar. I mean, maybe some of us are, but what we're doing it for is for the freedom of a, an awesome life and to change our lives. And I think this podcast is going to be really relevant for that. It's for the reasons that we're doing real estate is we want less stress. We want to be able to have healthier lives and we want to be able to have better relationships with those around us. And I think that's what this podcast brings. And that's what Colleen brings uh, a wealth of knowledge on. Yeah, it's really, it's so important because we are not just real estate investors. We do, that's just part of our lives. And, and uh, I've worked with Colleen o over a number of years uh, personally, and she's, uh, she's great because she's actually, um, not only does she have a lot of experience as a, as a practicing naturopathic doctor, she's also the chair of the board of governors um, at the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine. So um, Colleen's got her street cred, I guess is the way to put it, right? And she's got, and she's got the, uh, the academic and uh, working credentials behind her. So it's always a pleasure to have Colleen on and talking about things that matter to all of us, whether you're a real estate investor or not. Absolutely. And guys, if you, if you enjoy these Mind Estate podcasts, let us know at Sarah or Laurel at therightclub.com or grow at therightclub.com and uh, let us know what you think. Or feel free to rate and review the podcast and check us out. We've got a lot of online virtual webinars. We've got a lot of stuff going on coast to coast. So feel free to tune into that. Laurel, what do you think? We should go, uh, let's, let's bring Colleen in. What do you think? We should, yep, let's go for it. Hey, Colleen, welcome to the Mind Estate podcast. So you are in Ottawa, Ontario, and I'm in Niagara-in-the-Lake, and my co-host Sarah is in, well, she's at our cottage, actually. I think good for Sarah. <laughs> I'm in Lakefield. Welcome, Colleen. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How about you guys? We're doing really, really well. Great. So we wanted to get you on to talk about um, 
dealing with stress and social isolation and all those things that can happen to people when, when they get really busy or are put into situations where they aren't normally, uh, or where, they're, where they don't normally find themselves. So stress, as we all know, can be, have a really big impact on one's physical and mental and social and emotional health, correct? I mean, it's a huge factor. Oh, absolutely. And the impact on our long-term health is enormous if we don't learn how to manage stress appropriately. And in, in terms of talking about stress, then just even at the, at the strictly the physical level in terms of sleep and food and nutrition, um, what are some of the things that you, you tell people when you talk to them? Like, what are some of the things we should be looking for? Well, I think the keep it simple premise becomes really important if people are under perceived conditions of stress or if they are noticing symptoms of stress in their body. So the first things first, have a routine, especially for bedtime and sleep and winding down. If you can get a good night's sleep, your body's resilience is so much greater. If we're not sleeping well, everything feels worse and our ability to deal with things quickly and efficiently is significantly diminished, whether it's physical things or cognitive performance. We want that sleep so that we stay sharp and resilient. So what about sleep hygiene? Like what is the, like like a lot of people don't, I think, understand about sleep hygiene. Well, hygiene for sleep really boils down to be consistent. So choose an approximate bedtime and stick to it as best you can. So for an adult who's waking between six and seven in the morning, I would encourage them to try and be screens off and in their bed by nine or 10 p.m. If that's not possible, sort of the more hours of sleep before midnight, the better for most of us. If you're a shift worker, creating an environment where you can get a good night's sleep is really important. And if you're a person who's struggling with waking in the middle of the night with your brain active and fully engaged already, sometimes we want to talk about strategies to get back to sleep really quickly. So those sorts of strategies, so in addition to the sleep hygiene, being in bed and no screens, We want to think about having a protein-rich snack before bed if we're prone to waking and maybe using some melatonin at a low dose in the middle of the night. Some great tips for sure. So, you know, because this is a a real estate investing show, I always want to, you know, kind of make some references. But right now, I think there's a lot of landlords that are really stressed out because of May 1st, June 1st. And this could be just stress in general of being a real estate investor, even in a year from now, you know, are the tenants going to pay? Are they going to be able to carry the property as an example? So, so other than sleep, what are, you know, what are some other ways to deal with stress? Well, speaking as both a landlord and a tenant, taking control of those things that we have control over. So sometimes it might be easy to just create a list or a spreadsheet or a flowchart so that we regain a sense of control over what we can. And it makes it a lot easier to let go of those things like whether or not our tenants pay. Another really quick strategy is to connect with people who help make you feel calm and confident and in charge. Spending time with people who make us feel anxious or overwhelmed is a little bit self-defeating when there's stress. One of my favorite recommendations that's very safe for most of us is a product called L-theanine. It's an enzyme taken from green tea that helps our nervous system move out of fight or flight into rest and digest. So from sympathetic to parasympathetic, and that can create a feeling of wellness and groundedness, regardless of the situation that we find ourselves in. I actually take that L-theanine. That's good to know exactly what it does for sure. 
It's a great product and it interferes with so few prescription medications and is so safe for most people. It's one of those really easy strategies. Yeah, I take it too, actually. And I found since I started taking it, it, my sleep is deeper. And I, because I think what what it does, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it helps, it just calms your brain down. So those synapses aren't firing all the time and making all those connections, right? And you Yeah, I often say "Mm -hmm," to patients, quiets that monkey brain. So it's another great one to keep on our bedside table if we're waking in the middle of the night. So if you have a chewable version, it'll be in your system within 15 to 20 minutes and help you get right back to sleep. All right. That's good. So, so we've got the sleep piece, we've got, you know, the stress piece, but like there's always going to be, and especially as a real estate investor, uncertainty and some chaotic times. So when, if you, if you take somebody that's a real estate investor and they may have another full-time job that's super busy and a bunch of kids or, you know, family to, to take care of, what are some things that, that you would recommend that they do just for their overall well-being to be able to reduce like stress? Like what about like exercise or what about, you know, different things like that? Yeah. So when I think stress reduction, I also think building resilience or our body's ability to handle the stress that's always going to come and go. So eating a whole foods based diet, not all of us are meant to eat the exact same foods in the exact same way. But if our nutrition is focused on a variety of fruits and vegetables and protein and healthy fats, we're going to be feeding the good bacteria that live in our gut. And so much science now is telling us that what lives in our digestive tract plays a role in our cognitive performance and long-term cognitive health, but also in our immune system and our ability to fight infection and to sort of live to have a great next day, year, decade. So that whole foods diet is super important. So I think that when you say whole foods, it's really, um, and I know that uh, as situations change and as people, you know, shop and, and maybe even grow vegetables in their own garden, right? Like that's a really good whole food, something that you grow yourself and you can pick yourself. I yeah. you know, I love growing tomatoes <laughs> and then I, I preserve them for the, the coming year. But it's, it is like those, uh, as a friend of mine used to say, forget, just stick to the outside of the grocery store, right? Yeah. If you stick to the outside you're going to get your fruits and vegetables, the proteins and the dairy. And yeah, that's about it. Right? Yeah. The single ingredient foods, right? You want one word on that label, carrots or peppers or salmon. As soon as we get to a place where we're seeing words that don't remind us of food, we're way out of the whole food section. So obviously, and I, and this is not a COVID show by any means, but you know, it, Things like this make us sometimes rethink, you know, how to live in a year from now. How should we live in even five years from now? And are you, like, what are your thoughts about like even just people making their own bread at home or gardening their own vegetables? Or is that, is that potentially the future where you see some of the, the food going? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on that? What I'm seeing in practice is an overwhelming appreciation for people now that panic is minimizing for things slowing down a little bit. And parents are talking about an opportunity to do more cooking and to think more about the foods they're feeding their family. And certainly people who are finding ways to be more in touch with what their body needs are really able to sort of build new habits that I think will serve them very well in the future. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because uh, I noticed lately I've been craving, it's going to sound really bad, but 
well, not bad, but I've been craving vegetable soup that I made, I think after Chris, right after Christmas. Yeah. And I just literally went into a local green grocers and bought like a, so many bags of vegetables, I could hardly carry them to the car, threw them in a pot, blended them all up. And now all I want is this green, it looks like green sludge. It sounds terrible. <laughs> I heat it up and I add a little bit of, you know, spice or whatever, cumin or curry and, and actually thin it out with a little bit of milk. And I, 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 I guess the question is, we often get those kinds of cravings, right, that we should pay attention to? Absolutely. I think so. I think unless the craving seems to be for potato chips or Snickers, and there's probably a message there too, <laughs> that we should pay attention to what our body's telling us it needs. Even people will come in talking about things like hamburgers and french fries. Often they've been depriving themselves of healthy fats. And so their body's sending them a signal about fat or fatty foods in general, because our body needs fats to make things like hormones and immune factors. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single-family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely, and they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls, and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now, back to the podcast. And now, back to the show. That's interesting. So now my next question is about wine. And, you know, one of the things that I, I find is if I'm home, and this is how it's been in the last little while, I find that I do dinner and I'm like, well, you might as well share a bottle of wine. And so, and I was reading that the LCBO and the liquor store sales have just absolutely skyrocketed. And then I've been looking at like my consumption and out of the month, there's the last two days or the last three days, I haven't drank anything, but every other day <laughs> I drank something. So how does that affect, because I'm sure I'm not the only one in this boat, right? couple glasses of wine a night with dinner, maybe three. And then all of a sudden it's like a month later and that's repetitive. So what happens at that point in time? Could you actually be allergic to sulfites? People can be, absolutely. You'll know pretty quickly. You'll get a rash or a headache. It happens. Okay. Um, I think in a very general sense, we think about wine as, you know, in moderation is fine, but everybody is quite different. It's work for our liver to metabolize and excrete alcohols, just like caffeine and sugar. And some people tolerate it really well for a certain period of time. And some people have zero tolerance. So we have to think about each person individually like any other recreational intake food, wine and other forms of alcohol are something that, you know, a little bit is one thing and we get some amazing antioxidants and bioflavonoids with our wines, but sometimes the alcohol far outweighs those benefits. What's a good like amount to stay under? Arguably one serving. And by that, I don't mean a super large serving. Servings for wine seem to be getting bigger 
<laughs> so like five ounces of wine a night? Yeah, so four to five ounces or less if it's a fortified wine. Yeah, unfortunately, coming from a wine background, I, I learned that it's, uh, yeah, four to five ounces is, is considered a one serving. It's yeah. like, we, we, you know, our, our glasses or our cups of coffee, right? We, I remember when I was growing up, a, a little, a, a cup of coffee was actually a little cup, right? And now they're like yeah. these, these, well, I don't know, 20 ounce oh, things yeah. of, of coffee. That yeah. It's become normalized. We drink that. We think that's a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, coffee and wine share some of the same benefits. So in moderation, coffee can be a really great thing for people too. Yeah, I'm finding, and I don't know if any of the listeners are too, but I went overboard on coffee. Like I think I, in the beginning, like the first little while, I was drinking like six to eight cups a day. And then I was drinking like three cups of wine or three glasses of wine. And, it, and at one point, like my legs were actually twitching at night. And I'm like, I wonder if this is the coffee. And so I toned it down and it stopped. <laughs> What's a good amount of coffee that somebody should consume safely? Very similarly. So like in the range of about eight ounces or a mug would be the typical maximum. And all that before lunchtime is better for most people. Yeah, yeah so. that's true. I find I find if I drink coffee, I, I don't generally I don't drink coffee afternoon, which works because I know even if I drink tea around three or four in the afternoon, I notice it in the evening. I don't I don't mean like the um, the tisane or anything like like herbal teas. I'm talking about you know, the, the orange pico, because it yeah. has caffeine, right? Yeah. Yeah, a black or a green tea has a certain amount of caffeine. It's interesting. Coffee can be a really great pick-me-up and can actually help build some of our resilience to stress because it helps bring our adrenal glands online at the right time if we're consuming it in the morning. Coffee later in the day stimulates our adrenal glands too much and can make us more susceptible to the long-term impacts of stress. So a lot of people talk about adrenal fatigue. So can you yeah. talk just a little bit about that and what that means? Because I think that's, that's pretty relevant right now where, where a lot of people are very, very stressed and they probably are in that state. So can you explain a little bit about that and, and what it means for the overall health? So I think adrenal exhaustion is the far end of a spectrum where people have been experiencing stress for a long, long period of time and their body stops paying attention to the stress hormone cortisol. So the cortisol then starts to fall because there's no real physiological reason to continue to pump it out. The adrenal glands are just done because the cortisol levels have been high for far too long. I would think at this point, given what's been going on, most people are probably in adrenal overdrive. And so their bodies are pumping out more adrenaline and cortisol than they're typically used to as a response to continuous stress. And in the short term, that provides sort of cognitive enhancement, gets our muscles ready to do more activity, gets our heartbeat up, our heart, our blood pressure up a little bit as well. But that is not sustainable long term, and it certainly doesn't show any benefits physically long term. So the exhaustion is the far end of that process. So you must be fairly busy now with people calling you and, you know, just a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress. What are some of the things that, you know, other than maybe L-theanine, but like just some different things that you're prescribing and it could even be non, you know, pills as an example. Non-ingestibles. So I think the really big thing is for people to find something to do every day that brings them joy or allows them to reflect on something with gratitude. Those are two strategies that help sort of reset the way our, our mind is working. And 
to connect with people they love, whether it's in person or virtually or by phone, just to remind them of their sense of purpose and as much as possible to get outside every day for in an ideal world, at least an hour. We've had a really great time walking with our kids every day and that's helped us connect as a family and stay engaged and sort of bring the stress levels down. That's good. Sometimes I don't feel like going out because it's too cold, but you do feel better when you come back and you've gone out for a little walk. Yeah. It feels a, a, you know, a little bit better to just get a change the scenery for sure. What about just, you know, like meditation or mm -hmm. any of that? Do you recommend people to, I don't know, do something along those lines during the day? Absolutely. So there are some fabulous free guided meditations available online. And there's a really great sleep meditation that I encourage patients to download if they've been having a hard time with sleep. Guided meditations can be fantastic for people who have a really busy brain because having somebody's voice guide us through a process of deep breathing and visualizing things that help us relax or help us distract ourselves from whatever is occupying our brain can be a really great way to stimulate something called our vagus nerve. And our vagus nerve is one of our 12 cranial nerves, and it's actually highly correlated with uh, gut function and immune system function. And stimulating that vagus nerve helps instill a sense of calmness and peace and wellness. So meditation is a great way to get at that vagus nerve. I know that I use, um, and again, you're right, it's free. It's the uh, Insight Timer. Um, yeah. that, that's one app. It's free. I just go grab it from Google Play or whatever it is you, you, you use. Uh, I know there's others out there too. There's so many great uh, guided meditations and I do, I do use sometimes the, sleep the guided meditation for sleep. However, I think one thing I noticed is that I don't like to, I, I have to be careful to turn that phone away because I don't want that blue light at night. Yeah. 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 The, the there are some really great strategies. If you are willing to pay a little bit of money, you can download to an old fashioned iPod, which doesn't have the blue light and will turn itself off and takes up a lot less space in the room. And it doesn't have to be hooked up to Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. That's great. So what about like with your family or with a spouse, like are there different things that you recommend that people do to, you know, relieve stress or, you know, just get along better? I, I was talking to like my mortgage broker and like my realtors and just different people and they're getting a lot of calls with divorces or, you know, like that kind of stuff. So it's, you're starting to see it, but like, how do you get along well for these, these times like this? I think the first thing I've been saying to patients is to, to recognize that we are in a time that nobody has ever experienced before and we don't have a playlist. So nobody's developed a really clear set of guidelines for everybody to get along and for everybody to thrive. And when you're thinking about a family, sometimes it's easier, I find, for a couple, especially if they're parenting, to treat each other like a CEO and a CFO and have weekly strategy meetings and business operation meetings. And in our family, what that has meant is creating a schedule and a routine that everybody follows Monday to Friday, just like a work week or a school week. And then on Saturday and Sunday in our family, we have a lot more flexibility and latitude for the things that we all just enjoy. But sticking to that Monday to Friday routine 
has really provided an anchor and a sense of security and everybody knows what's expected of them for those five days. We have the same people making breakfast, cleaning up the dinner table, doing the laundry. And so there's not so much looseness that people feel even more anxiety because they don't know what's happening there. That's great. Thanks for answering that. So it is quite interesting. I mean, this is not necessarily like a real estate podcast, but it's all part of our well-being and being able to juggle different moving parts all the time. And, you know, when there's uncertainty, when there is this kind of stress, you know, sometimes all of your regular lifestyle goes down out the window and people just, I don't know, like I've been eating like crazy just because I'm home. drinking wine and having extra coffee, but it's good to say, okay, you know, what is your routine in, in this chaos, right? And to create a routine to go off of, like, I would say, like, in the last little while, I started doing, like, online yoga classes. I, I'm starting to do, like, the online workouts, with, with like, live with a natural person. Like, you feel so much better when you're moving, you know, and then it's, it's hard with the junk food, just because there's amazing bakeries in town, but, <laughs> and it's hard with the wine, but I'm, I'm trying to pace myself, but it is, it is one of those things where, you know, this is a very unusual time, but there's going to be something else in a year from now. That's also going to be a very unusual time. Like there's going to be different things and it's important to figure out, I guess, ways to deal with the changes or the you know, the chaos and that kind of stuff. So any advice, any final advice, I guess, that you would like to talk to the listeners about? I think now is a great opportunity to reassess what's been working for you and what hasn't and to reinvent a self-care regimen that's going to serve you moving forward. A lot of things have quieted down and although the stress is greater, the opportunity to make change is, is right now. Yeah. And it sounds like, it, and I know that for a lot of people too, especially with families and younger kids, because yeah, we're real estate investors, but we also, that's just a small part of our lives. It's, it has actually taking the time to have a little me time, right? Like yeah. it's just those things that are really special. Like my, my special time is uh, an Epsom salts bath. Like, man, that's just, I mean, I'm in heaven. I really, really enjoy that. So just those little, those little routines, like it just helps, the little rewards, right? I guess that's what it is. It's giving ourselves rewards and recognizing that what we're doing is, is, is different now. But as, as Sarah said, there's always gonna be something coming along that might throw us off our, our sort of quote unquote normal course. And to be able to have those little rewards that are beneficial and not destructive. So it's maybe finding those too. Absolutely, yeah. So have you found that there are changes in your practice? Like, are you doing more Zoom or online calls with clients? Like, how is that all happening now? Uh, yeah, so our manner of practice has shifted pretty significantly. We were a group of 15 practitioners, and currently with regulatory changes in place, there are only five of us practicing, and we've moved to an 80% online or by phone practice. So yeah, it's very different. We still see our chronically ill patients and are providing intravenous therapies and some pain management stuff in person because you can't provide those services virtually and we still see our critically ill patients in person but yeah it's a very it's a very different process to be all in our offices with doors closed on our computers yeah absolutely colleen you're always a wealth of knowledge i know this is your second time around and you know i think when it comes to 
chaos and uncertainty. I think plan and, you know, make some schedules into your crazy day and you'll overcome this. I mean, this is, there's ups and downs, there's ups and downs in the real estate cycle, there's ups and downs in our lives and our health. And I think that the best thing is just come out ahead by working a little bit every day. And it's, and it's tough because I will say like, personally, the first three weeks, I was not happy. That just completely changed my life. I had to cancel all my plans. But then like you start making little adjustments every single day when you start doing different courses or different things that you didn't do because your life got shifted upside down. And it actually, like, I actually feel better this week than I did the last three. Great. Yeah. So the next part of the podcast is our lightning round. So we've got a a set of different questions for you because you've already been a guest once and we wanted to ask you some new ones. So are you ready? Yeah. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. I just wanted to take a quick moment here. It is Sarah Larby and I'm here with Laurel Simmons and we have some really exciting news for you. And we heard you, we heard your emails and we are going to be bringing you Right Club Nation online coast to coast, accessible at any time of day. And you can be in your pajamas like I am right now and you can access our great content. And what is going to be that content, Laurel? Well, we have videos, recordings of live events that we've held. We have webinars. We have, we'll have our podcast information up there. We'll have uh, forums and chat groups and all kinds of things. You'll even be able to find services and products that you need in your neighborhood, local, for you, because we know how important it is that you have your local team with you. We're going to be rolling things out very quickly. And as we start, you'll see more and more stuff come along and we really want you to join and become part of our online community. Absolutely, this is the first, and in my opinion, it was going to be the best Canadian online community of real estate investors and like-minded individuals. So guys, come and grow with us, join our online community, register and come and say hi and check out the amazing things. Yeah. And all you have to do is go to therightclub.com and you'll find us there. It's easy to register. It's free and hop on. We can't wait to see you there. Guys, come and grow with us. And now back to the show. First answer that comes to mind. Tomorrow morning, if you could be anywhere in the world, where would that be? My cottage. All right. Where's your cottage? Uh, Just outside of Perth. Oh, nice. In Ontario. Okay. So here's a question. If you had to choose between living in the country or living in the city full time, which would you choose and why? I am a city girl. I like the vibrancy and being able to walk to whatever I need. All right. Awesome. Number three, what's your favorite all-time movie? Ooh, Patch Adams. Oh, really? Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. <laughs> now, here's another one. It's taking you back in time. What was your favorite sport when you were a kid? That's a really tough one. I was a competitive figure skater, so we'll go with that. Oh, were you? Wow. Yeah. So, like, I could go back into the old archives of CBC <laughs> or CTV and see you skating? No, not that, not that competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Colleen, if our Right Club Nation wanted to reach out, know more about you, book a session, where can they go? Uh, They can find me at our website, which is oihc.ca, or uh, find us on Facebook, the Ottawa Integrative Health Centre, 
and I'm happy to answer questions through either of those portals. Amazing. Thank you so much, Colleen, for being on the show. Thanks for having me back. So Sarah, did you pick up anything from what Colleen had to say? Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely some things I need to change in my life. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that, I, that really struck me was her, her advice about actually like building routines, building new routines. I think as human beings, we all like routines, right? So just because our lives have been turned upside down for whatever reason, doesn't mean we can't, we can't take charge of what we're doing and create some new routines for us because it, it makes us feel better, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that is a, a big thing where, you know, sometimes where we're now staying home and, or we've got, I mean, even if it's not for COVID, right? Like, like you, we might injure ourselves one day and we'll be stuck at home and we won't have the same ability to go out and do our, our things. So it is important to create a new, you know, schedule or a new routine that is still healthy right? Like the, the foods, the sleep, the stress, the communication, the moving and all that stuff's important in our lives. Cause at some point you go back to normal and you don't want to have fallen so far behind where you just ate a ton of junk food. You didn't move your, you know, you've kind of let your health deteriorate and then all of a sudden your life gets back on track, but you've got these things that you didn't keep up. Yeah. And now you're going backwards in a way, right? So yeah, it's about, it's about when, when we go back to whatever we, we go back to, it's about having, being as healthy as we can be to pick up the pieces and move on, right? It's not about just sort of sitting in our basement and watching TV and, and eating junk food. I don't know many people that are doing that, but I, yeah, it's, it's human nature to, to run and, and do those things that make us feel comfortable. So I think Colleen's message was simply find what makes you comfortable find a routine, whether it's going outside to walk or as she said, you know, the kids, her kids know exactly what they're do like to do. Who makes breakfast? Who cleans up after dinner? Who does the laundry? And those are little things, but they're big things too. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say like, you know, I am not one to be like, I'm waking up at four in the morning still and I'm eating t like, you know, tons of great food and working out at like, you know, five times or you know, whatever, twice a day. I, like I'm not doing that. And I, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't at this point in time, like there is still something there where like there's, it, it still feels very crazy and chaotic. So like little like baby steps I think were important. Yeah. And you know, like this is tough. Like it's tough for everybody. Everyone's a di different situation. Like I now know somebody who passed away from, from COVID. Like it's a crappy situation for sure. But I also think that it's like, you don't need to be like that person. Like, and I was reading some stuff on Facebook and it was a joke, but somebody posted, I've been working out. I've lost 10 pounds. I've read like three books a day or like some, and then like the end of the quote, like somebody that did like all of these achievements said somebody on Facebook, I thought it was really funny or really inspirational and it was not me, <laughs> but I thought I would post it. I'm like, yeah, because I, I, you know, I think realistically it's okay to also say this does suck and you can slow down. Like why, why do you have to keep going at 120 miles an hour either? Yeah, so I, no, you're right. It's not about, and I've seen that too, like do this and do that and make yourself better and attend these webinars and, and learn all about this. And it's like, you know, write a book and do It's like, whoa, wait a minute. How about you just take the opportunity if you have to uh, create the time to enjoy those little things that maybe you didn't have time for before. 
Like I take a bath. I love my bath. And it could be that little tiny one simple thing. And then the rest of your day could still be like watching TV or chilling out or relaxing. Or I mean, like there's tons of people with a lot of stress and we're all dealing with stress differently. And like, I think it's just okay. It's okay to say this sucks. It's okay to say like, like I have been drinking a lot. Like, I mean, I'm not an alcoholic, but like I'm definitely drinking more. And so like, you know, recently I'm like, okay, I have to like drink a little bit less. I was drinking like eight cups of coffee a day that my legs were actually twitching. I'm like, okay, I need to reduce that a little bit. But like, hey, you know, like we all have our ups and our downs. And I think that's also okay. And at some point- and I yeah. think just being aware, like, you know, just being aware of what's going on and, and paying attention to what we're doing. Because if you notice that you think maybe you, you drink, like I drink a lot of wine too, but I am noticing it. I'm going, wait a minute. I really don't need that other glass of wine. Not today. Cause there's always tomorrow. Right. Um, and it's, it's just paying a, maybe a little bit more attention and being kinder to ourselves because we do have to be kind to ourselves. There's, this is very unusual these times. And, but as you said, there's no guarantee that six months from now, a year from now, two years, five years, doesn't matter. There's always something that's going to throw us off, right? So mm-hmm. be, be kind. Yeah. You know what we'll remember in times like this is those people that, that were nice to you and they will remember the kindness that you gave to them. I think that's the big, and, and it can go with the other way around, right? The people that are so salesy and are, are trying to take advantage of certain situations, they will re- be remembered for the bad. And then people that just try to help out and, you know, support others, I think they'll be remembered for the good. I think it's times like this where you see people's true colors. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, well, we'll see what happens. And uh, But with that, Sarah, I think it's time to say bye to our, uh, to the Right Club Nation and to everyone who's, who's listening. Again, if you want to know what's happening with our uh, events, just go to therightclub.com click on our calendar, see what's happening, look at our podcast, webinars. Uh, We'd love to see you. Absolutely. Right Club Nation, come for our community and stay for the content. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.